It's been quite a few years back, but I made an agreement with my son. I don't know if he agreed, but I agreed. But I, I told him, I said, uh, I'll make an agreement with you. I'll take care of you your first 20 years. You take care of me my last 20. Now, I've done my part. And uh, I'm looking on, you know, the payday from me, but he keeps on telling me, he said, I don't know when to start. And um, I told him, I said, we'll start, and 20 years later from now, you can quit. <laughs> but uh, our children are a blessing, aren't they? I tell you, I thank the Lord for our youth, for our children. And I want to talk about our children and our youth a little bit tonight. I want to talk about you too, don't worry. I want to talk about everybody in the whole wide world, most probably before I'm finished. But anyway, I want to talk about being blessed but not counted. Blessed, but not counted. Uh, Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 21 is the text for tonight. But I want to read just verses 4 through 6 for now. So now the Passover, now the Passover a feast of the Jews, was near. Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But he said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Look at the person beside you and say, it's only a test. Can I give us a test tonight? I, I need, uh, who has these little pieces of paper? We need two, two young men up here to come up real fast. Well, Maybe three or whatever. Come on up. And Brother Charlie's going to give you something to pass out. Hey, go, go, go to Charlie, and he's going to help. Pass these out and make sure everybody, if you would, gets one. Now, we're not taking up an offering tonight. But we will receive whatever you feel glad to give. Amen. How many of you was here last Sunday? How many of you watched how many children filled this stage? and Did they bless you? Then let's give Ashley and the children a good hand. They blessed me. When I looked at our children up here, I remember looking at while they passed in the house. I looked at uh, uh, Allison's daughter. And I looked and I said, the spirit of Allison is in her daughter. I told her, I said, she's got the same spirit as her mother. She might be in the shadows now, but you watch. One day God's going to bring that girl out to the forefront, just like he's done her mama. Her mama was like it. Do you remember Allison in here? She was in the shadows, had a brace, I believe. And it was, she was in the shadows, but God has brought her out to the forefront. I watched and I saw this one little girl that took one of these things and turned that thing like that. Now, who knows who I'm talking about? Amen? That tells me that somebody, If I told her mom, I said, the best thing you can buy her is one of them karaoke mics and let her sing and sing because I see somebody that could be a song leader. And Lord, I've got another one tonight. Another one jumped in and is going to be one of our song leaders. Our children are uh, blessing us. And then 
Who knows who's going to be who? I get in the heat of my text. I stop, Gene. Stop. Going into our text, a great multitude of people has begun to follow Jesus. And he's trying to get away from him, but he can't. Because he had healed their sick, they're trying to get to him and touch him. So a great multitude have begun to follow Jesus. And Jesus goes up and he begins to preach to these people. And he talks and teaches to these people. And he's talked to them quite a while. In fact, he preached, he taught more than 30 minutes. He went on past an hour. He even beat D.H. Queen's three-hour sermon and Paul's three-hour sermon. He's preached all day long, taught all day long. So his staff comes to him and says, Pastor, we got a problem. And they said, what's the problem? He said, well, you're too long-winded. <laughs> now, they, they said, we need to send the people away into the nearby towns that they can buy bread before they perish. Now remember, it's only a test. I'm going to give you the question, and you figure out the answer to the test. What is going to keep the kingdom of God from perishing? What is going to keep the church of God, His church, from perishing? That's the question. It's only a test. I want to see if you can figure out the answer. And if not, I'll tell you the answer. So anyway, Jesus takes, and he tells them, you don't need to send them away. Your answer is right here. You don't have to send them away. In fact, one version, uh, one other place, it's recorded three times in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And one other place, he just told me, he said, you feed them. And they said, I remember Philip said, I believe, if we had 200 denarii, it wouldn't be but enough to give them one piece of bread. Just enough to make it to the next meal. So he had, he said, make the people. Now let me say this. They had already seen a miracle. Because they were in a desert. Anybody ever seen a desert? If you ain't been to one, maybe seen one on TV. How many of you ever seen in the middle of a desert a big grass field that could feed, set 5,000 men plus their families? I ain't never seen one like that. Out every desert I've seen, ain't no grass growing in the desert. So they already done seen a miracle because Jesus said he made them to sit down upon the grass. Well, David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. God has already performed miracles for us and given us a safe haven to be. So he tells them, count the people. Well, it's easier to count when you got them in companies of 50s and 100. And they come back and they said, we got 5,000 men and their families. Because they did that now, the uncounted becomes counted. Blessed 
but not counted. Because in one scripture, it tells about the 4,000. And both of them in Mark chapter 9, Jesus asked them, he said, and how many loaves did you, uh, bass, fresh, uh, fragments of bass did you have left? And they begin to tell him, he said, you, I lost the train, I'm sorry. Let me get back. He, the blessed become counted. I'm just going to stick to this. Sure, told me to do that the night before church. He said, stick to your notes. Jesus began to ask the disciples, what do you have? That's now I know where I was. When they done this, there was one man that while they was putting them, he told those 12, put them in companies of 50s and 100. And while he was doing that, now you hungry. First off, anybody ever wanted to wait in a long line when you were hungry? I don't, I don't care how good that restaurant is. I don't care if they're going to get, I'm going to get a filet. I don't want to wait in line. I'm sorry, it's just me. I don't like. But he made all these hungry people wait till they was all set it in 50. Now, you know, you got a disciple. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 49, 50. Okay. Y'all stay there. One, two, one, two, one, two, 99, 100. Doing this all the way to 5,000 men and their families, not counting women and children. Can I tell you some of the best blessings come to those that are willing to wait? Jesus is teaching them how to wait on the Lord. But there's one disciple, he gets walking around and he looks at this one little boy. Licks his lips. You got five loaves and two fish. <laughs> he, he didn't already counted it. And Jesus said, have you got any loaves? Have you got any fish? He said, yeah, there's one little boy. I got five loaves and two fish. I was looking in and my mouth watered. And his name was Andrew. I want to take time to thank God for the Andrews of the church who got an eye to see that a lad can feed them. Who've got an eye to see that these children, that little mic turned upside down like be our song leader one day. This little girl, I'm glad you turned her up, Jason. I loved hearing her. Her voice blessed me. Did it bless any of you when his, that mic got turned up? Yes, you can go on and give her a hand to God and God a hand because she was singing for Jesus. And Philip said, there's a lion out there, verse 9, he's got five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Even still, he's not showing faith, even though he sees what the lad's got. Now, even though they didn't count him, Jesus counted this little boy. He, remember, he said he knew what he would do. He already knew who out there has the meal. And if they had not recognized him, do you realize they would have dropped off like flies and died had not somebody noticed this little boy had their lunch? The disciples didn't count to Jesus' uh, children, but Jesus did. 
Jesus would later rebuke, rebuke the disciples for trying to stop the little children from getting to him. He would say, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. Brother Charlie preached about that this morning. Then he would say, except you become as little children, you shall in no wise enter in. And then he said, a child shall lead them. Commercial. This ain't in the notes. I'm sorry, Kenan. This I meant to put in, but I didn't get it in. God told a prince named Isaac, who was having his wife, Rebecca, was having two children. And he said, the elder shall serve the younger. He prophesied over Jacob and Esau. Do you know that he, he knew that because he, he, he wrote it down. That's how we remember it. But he did not keep up with what. When he got older and he was ready to die, he did not want to do that. He wanted to bless the one that could kill a deer because he brought him venison. And the other one didn't do like it. God's word does not change. When that little baby, she was conceived, not born, conceived. Sadie, all through your pregnancy, I pray God put in Jocelyn what you want for her destiny. Every day I was telling her, put a seed in her because we receive stuff through seeds. We don't get oak trees. That's the end result. We get acorns. God gives us seeds, and that is my seed. That's a Gillette, whether you know it or not. And I'm proud of her. You can't tell it, I know. Having a hard time telling it, but it is evident that Jesus loves children and believes that they are a valuable asset to the kingdom of God. God had to because this wasn't going to happen through Isaac's own doing. He had to slide him in through trickery to keep his word. But God changes not. And who became the prince of Israel? Jacob, whose name is Israel, a prince of God. If you're a prince, that means your father is the king. Jesus commands the, commands the disciples to make the people sit down. When they were all seated, the uncounted became counted. Then he took the bread and the fish, and he blessed it, and he broke it. Now, last Sunday, I received a loaf of bread. I blessed it, then I broke it with a knife. Sister Sandy brought me a beautiful loaf of bread and gave me some preserves to put on it, and mm, 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 it was good. <laughs> now, I cut that, sliced it, that loaf, because it wasn't sliced. It baked. I sliced it, and I could tell you how many slices it was. But Jesus, we know that he got five loaves and two fish. But when he broke it, 
That's when we lose count. Some of the most blessed people that I never know in my life have people that are people that have been through brokenness. A broken home, a broken family, a broken dream. You know why some people don't want to put up with our youth? Because they might break their heart. Between me, my brother, and my sister, I have broken my heart, mother's heart more than either one of them. But you know which one has been used to feed the most people? The one that was broken. My first wife walked out and left me. Was in the ministry eight years by myself before I met Sherry. In that middle of that breakingness, I remember crying and crying till I couldn't cry no more. I was broken, Brother Steve. I was broken. My heart was broken. I really, at times, I didn't think I could take it no more. But God was using me in my brokenness. Brother Randy remembers, Susan remembers, I was going around feeding people every night the word of God, the bread of life. God, the blessing was in the breaking. The blessing was in the breaking. When the uncounted were counted, it, and he blessed it and broke it, the blessing, uh, he is blessing something that is not enough. But when he broke it, it become enough. Solomon wrote this. Well, let me say this. What you have cannot be multiplied until you are first thankful for what you already have. Godly content is great gain, the Scripture said. Sufficient of today is the evil of tomorrow. We cannot have more until we first appreciate what we got. How many of you love to see all these empty chairs filled up? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. But can I tell you that we will never get more until we are content and thankful for what God has already given us. I'd love to see the, the youth fill this church up, but I, I, we, we got to be thankful for what we already got, Brother Ben. They had to be thankful for that lad and what they did, what he did have. Solomon wrote it this way. Well, let me say this. When are we going to learn that the best investment that we as a church can invest in is our children? I said it about 10 years ago. I said that they are the best investment that we can invest in. I remember when we built the sanctuary, coming through those doors, I told Brother Murphy, he was pastoring in. I told him, if we don't do something to make this church so exciting for our youth that they want to get a job or they grow up and they get a driver's license and they get a job, that they'll want to raise their families here, we're going to lose them to Lynchburg and Roanoke and wherever they get employment. 
But if we can make this place so exciting, then they'll go to Lynchburg to work and Roanoke to work or wherever to work, and they'll want to raise their family rooted and grounded where they know that they will be loved and taken care of. They are the best investment because one day you're going to be like me if you're not already on a fixed income. One check a month, same amount. Gas prices went down, so they didn't want to give us a raise this year. Yet the seniors are the ones that travel the less. Well, amen, I just... Amen. We travel the less, and we need the money the most. Medicine's going up, food's going up, groceries going up, and now pay just stays the same because gas dropped. Blah, 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 that's our government. They get off of that, Gene. Solomon wrote it this way in Psalms 127, verses 3 through 5. Behold, children are inheritance from the Lord. Like arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the ch- are children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. You know what this arrow is used for? It's to bring food to my house. This arrow going to kill me an eight-point buck I've seen in my backyard, or either one just like it. I got his number. I've counted his antlers. He's been on my trail, Ken. He's going to lose this battle, Matthew. This arrow brings us food. Jesus said children are arrows. Solomon said children are arrows. They bring us food. How do they bring us food? Now, I'm not talking about McDonald's burger. I'm talking about food that Jesus was talking about. What kind of food are you talking about? Well, he sent the disciples in to get some food, and he said it to Will in John chapter 4, talking to a woman. When they got there, he said, I ain't hungry no more. And they thought, who brought you some food? He said, I had meat to eat, you know, not up. He told those same disciples, look on our fields. They're already white to harvest. And what was it? It was a woman coming with a whole city full of people saying, come see the man who told me all things ever I did. People are our food. Children bring us people. Children bring us people, our food. Me and Sherry come walking into church one Sunday morning, and I've got no sister Roxanne coming with a little... I'm not sure the age of her granddaughter, but she had a little granddaughter with her. And uh, Sister Roxanne's reasoning for coming to this church was she heard that we had an awesome children's ministry. Children brought us food. And they didn't have a worker's permit. When are we going to learn this, church? I watched us, had a stage full of children up here. When I said, 
sung up here, Jesus said it. Remember those days? Jesus said it. Do I have to sing again, put on Eddie James? Jesus said it. Word of God said it. And the whole thing was lined up with children. And they, they had us sing in the state convention. Where are they at now? God's doing it again. He's doing it again. Are we going to let this slip through our hands again? No. God help us to give us people to want to hold on to our children and our youth ministries and support them. Parents are looking for a church today are looking for a church that has a thriving children's and youth ministry. I have noticed that churches that are dying today are dying because they have lost their arrows. Churches that are dying today have lost their You can get in there and you can sing all you want. You can shout all you want. But if you're not reproducing, you're going to die. You're going to sing yourself right in a grave. You might as well go on in and get in a casket and and sing because you're dying my lifeline is in children charlie got up in one morning and preached and he said something and i told that he said that i told him i, I told the person beside me i said that's how we live on when I'm dead and I've gone into the casket and I've gone into the ground, as long as somebody is re- telling something that I've told them, that I've taught them, that they've heard me preach, then I'm living on. Don't you want to live on in the lives of our children? When Jonathan was went up to his family reunion, uh, family at, at, at Thanksgiving, they looked at him and they looked at Jocelyn and they said, you want to know what you look like when you was a child? That's you. Well, you know who he looked like when he was a child? That's me. We got the same shaped head. My sister and my brother have pictures on, on the wall. Mama's got our baby pictures. One of them is beautiful and the other two got water heads. And I am the beautiful one, in case I just answered to the test. We know that Jesus blessed the child, the child's lunch. He he had five loaves and two fish. Well, we know that when Jesus blessed the child's lunch, he had five loaves and two fish. But when he broke it, that's where we lose count. We understand then that the blessing is in the breaking. I want to ask you: Have you ever been broken? I'm sure that just coming to mind, Brother Willie, I wasn't there when you and Sister Margaret had your son go and leave. But every time I drive past that store over, my mind goes to that, even though I wasn't there. I know that was a heartbreaking. But can I tell you through that breakingness and your closeness to God that come through that breakingness, you have blessed this church. Amen. When I when I first heard about you, can I tell you about when I first heard you about you? There was Sherry come home. Jonathan uh, uh Candace and 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 uh Sherry come out here and I had Jonathan and I went to Lynchburg 
And sure, he said, gee, there is a little man over there that is a teaching machine. If I look at my life and you look at your life, I'm sure we say that brokenness brought us closer to Jesus, that we could feed the multitudes. Jesus could have stopped at the exact amount of the 5,000 men and their families. They kept on breaking. They kept on breaking. Now, a good chef will count the amount of people and, and quit. He won't just keep on cooking when he run out of people, right? Are you calling Jesus and you saying he ain't a good chef? Now, really, if you go to a grandmother's house, they're going to have enough. Shuri's grandmother, the first time I met her, Sister Roxy Stoops, I was holding her son, Dwayne, a revival at Ivanhoe. It was nobody in the house but me, Dwayne, Sister Roxy, and her husband. Four people. Big bowls, that big around. Well, I got a bowl like it, like that right there full of mashed potatoes. I mean, she cooked like she was cooking for an army. Now, I, I always believed in eating a little bit of everything that was on the table. But I knew I could not finish and clean off that table. But I watched. Eventually, here come one of them sons and their family down and eat. Kyle come in. Her other children, one by one, started coming in there. Billy come in. She planned on blessing more. And even still, we had leftovers. Even after all those families ate. Why did Jesus, why did he do that? He's not wasteful. He don't, he don't want us to be wasteful, don't you agree? Why in the world would he take and have them at the end take 12 baskets of fragments? Now, first off, what do you think was in those baskets? I tell you what I think if I would have been one of them eating, you wouldn't have nothing of my fish but a bone. How about you? So there's fish bones in there. And if you're going to get any of my bread, you're going to get the crust. I watched Sherry one time cut off a crust. I thought, goodness, that's a good part. <laughs> Full of fish bones and crust, whatever part that they didn't want. That's what. The, but Jesus said, fill up the baskets. The fragments, I don't want none to be lost. So they filled it up. Now they, then afterwards he tells those same disciples, get into a ship and go over to the other side. So here they are. I don't know where I'm going now. God help you back there because I'm just traveling from memory from there. But they, they, they get in the boat. And they put the baskets of 
fragments in the boat with them. And Jesus sends the multitude away. And here they go, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. They didn't really do that. <laughs> but they rowing. And they rowing. And they've got about three to four miles out in the middle of Lake Gennesaret. And all of a sudden, there rises a storm of wind. Now, Jesus said, he's, well, I'm getting the cart in front of the horse. Let me go backwards. While Jesus has sent the multitude away, he goes up into a mountain and he prays, and his disciples are out there rowing the boat, got the fragments on the boat, rowing the boat. And there's a storm of wind that rises around the boat. And Jesus is up in a mountain praying. And while he's up there praying, he knows what's going on out there, by the way. The temperature changes. Wind starts kicking up. You know how it is when the temperature changes. That gets the wind started. How come when the temperature changes in the church, the wind kicks up? Why do we... You know what I'm doing right now? I'm... Wind's coming out of me while I'm speaking. Some of our worst storms come from the wind that is inside of us. You're going to find out that this storm was a self-contained storm. And Jesus finishes his prayer and goes for a walk on the water. I thought when I first read this that he was coming to his disciples, but he wasn't. He would have passed them, Brother Steve. If they did not invite him into their storm, he would have walked right on over to the other side, and they would have still had a storm in the boat. I used to picture this in my mind, that Jesus was walking and waves were going like this, like this. Not where Jesus was walking. He said, I'll keep in perfect peace those whose mind are stayed on me. I'll never forget being in the Navy in Taiwan. We was in the Taiwan Straits, and all of a sudden, a water spout began to form off of the water. And that ocean's water was as smooth as this floor. You ever heard it's peace in the midst of a storm? And they talk about being in the eye of a storm. That's what we were. We were in the eye. Where the eye was, the waves wasn't doing that. Where Jesus was, the waves wasn't doing this. He just he wasn't lifting his hand up over this way, a foot up over this way, and then down on this way. He's just walking. On water just like this floor. 
and he would have passed them. If you don't invite Jesus into your storm, he could just go right past you. When Jesus got into the boat, he never rebuked the winds and the waves. Did you notice that? That's why I said this was a self-contained storm. This storm was just in that one little church. All the other churches might not have been in the storm, but it was in that church. And it was caused because of... And Jesus got in, and when he got in, the wind ceased. And he got upset. Not because they didn't recognize him, because the Scripture said they thought he was a ghost. Why did they think that he was a ghost and didn't recognize him? Well, there was a couple reasons we might think about this. One of them was Jesus one time met this wild man. He said, what's your name? And demons cried out, we are legion for we are many. And he cast those 2,000 demons out. And they went into swine. And guess what lake the swine jumped in? They drove the swine off a cliff into Lake Genazareth. Guess what lake the disciples were rowing in? Genazareth. So no doubt there was a bunch of ghost stories that went on about this. And all of a sudden they see this. Jesus walking the water and they are afraid because they think it's a ghost. Can I tell you Jesus didn't come into another form until after they had ate the lad's lunch? Can I tell you, Jesus can still come in another form? People who try to put Jesus in a certain form, you know what they're doing? It's called religion. Religion will put Jesus in a certain form, and if he don't dress like that, and he don't talk like that, and he don't sing like that, it must not be Jesus. And if you've got that kind of a religion, you will die in that and you will not find any of God's blessings in there. God often changed and came in other forms. Jesus himself talked of himself in many different forms. He said, I'm the door. I'm the light. I'm the good shepherd. Form after form after form, and we got to recognize Jesus. If, if, and that, that's what happened. Can I tell you that I am a converted hippie? I used to be a long-haired hippie, hair about as long as Ashley's and Alicia. Yeah, I'm a reformed hippie. When I got saved, three days after I was saved on a Thursday, I gave away all my music. I didn't listen to country. I'm sorry. No offense. But I didn't listen to country. That was the opposite. When I gave away all my music, the first thing that my friends asked me said, what are you going to do, start listening to country? Because I listened to acid rock. I went to concerts. I didn't go and sit at the back. I was on the front. Sometimes I was on the stage. I said, no, I believe I'll start listening to the gospel. God's got a kind of music called gospel. Well, my gospel had a mean-sounding guitar, Jesse, and it had some drums in it. 
some drums that were played a different way than they was playing at the church in Lynchburg. And I bought these cassettes back then. I did say cassettes, not eight tracks. I ain't go back that far, just 40 years. And I listened to them. And Mama would hear me up in the stairs listening to these. And she'd tell some people at church. She said, now she didn't listen. Her, it wasn't her type of music. It wasn't the kind that she would have bought. It wasn't the concert she would have went to. But she told people. She said, every once in a while I hear them say, Jesus. See, they did not recognize his walk. They did not recognize his person. But when he said, be of good cheer in the Greek, or in the Greek, be of good courage, the I am is here. Be not afraid. The scripture said they recognized his voice and invited him into their ship. That's the same one that told Moses, when you go tell Pharaoh that I am has sent you. In the Greek it says the I am is here. Can you reckon the I am, recognize the I am in our youth? Can you recognize the I am in our children? Do you realize tonight the songs we sung tonight, they did not sing them 40 years ago? Were any of you here the Wednesday that we had prayer service for Ashley Mayhew? And they sung that song, Holy Spirit, thou art welcome here. And the power of the Holy Ghost come all over this place in here. People were crying and weeping under his presence. I recognize the I am in that song. And I don't care if it wasn't wrote 40 years ago. And if they write one tomorrow, and I hear that I am, I am his sheep. And he said, my sheep, now my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. I've not put Jesus in a box. He can come in any form he wants. He can choose whatever he wants. But just let me hear his voice, because his voice is the bread of life. When he got on the boat, Jesus wasn't upset. The disciples, because they were afraid of him. He wasn't upset because they didn't recognize him. He wasn't upset at them because they was going through a storm. He was upset because on their boat they had something that was the answer to the test that they were going through. He said he was upset, and Mark said it this way, I believe verse 21 said, their voice, that they did not understand it because they had their hearts hardened. Can I tell you, ain't nothing as bad as a hard-hearted Christian? How can we name the name of Christ and have hard hearts? In the customs of Israel, they would rend their garment whenever someone died. And the writer said, the prophet said, 
Rend your heart and not your garment. In other words, stop showing people this and show people your heart is breaking over this. When are we going to cry and weep over our youth that keep going out from under our hands? Jesse's got a multitude right now, but Jesse, I want to see your multitude on down the road. Brother Derek, come up here a minute. You're going to be the lad. I was wondering which one where you would be lucky. You just happened to draw the lucky card tonight because you were in real tree and I talked about arrows. That's a good enough excuse for me. If I owed a house payment of $700 and this young lad has saved up and saved up and saved up and guess how much money he has? $700. And he takes, and he, and Becky didn't know that you had that $700. But he takes and gives me that $700. Will I remember the Franklins? The dollars? Or will I remember him? Jesus said the storm you got it ain't the fish bone that you're supposed to eat. You're supposed to remember the lad that fed you and me that blessed it. We will stop having big storms when we hold on to these. This young man got up there. Sister Jenna, come on up. Because the Greek word there is used for female or male. Let me get you on one on, one on each side. You know what I noticed about these two? They can sing. You know what I told him? You need to start singing with her. If y'all can harmonize together. Not you're going to kill each other. But they can bless our church. Can Let me just go on and pick on everybody. Come here, Taylor. You next. I can tell she loves being used. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one right here, playing the bass. What's she going to be doing a little bit later down the road? Reese, you still awake? Come on up here, darling. I ain't already so told you, but I just go on use it. This one can flat. Sing, but I'm going to tell you something else about this one. She has a personality that she don't meet a stranger, does she? That's what God uses as ministry. People that can be, love other people and just want to make other people happy. We come to know each other in the middle of a storm. I tell on you now, it's been long enough where you won't get a spanking. He whipped somebody's butt at camp. <laughs> <laughs> they picked on him and picked on him and picked on him and picked on him till he said enough is enough. And I don't think that boy ever want to piss up, pick on him again. Ain't no right, Thomas? Come here, Thomas. <laughs> I didn't see it. All I heard 
was he went wild on him. We sat outside the cabin, didn't we? We talked 45 minutes. In that 45 minutes, my heart bonded with this boy in cabin. My heart bonded with this one. The next Sunday, I look, and these two fellows on one on each side uh, come up and sit with me. This morning, he was sitting with me. Tonight, he was sitting with me. I realized that my bread is in these. Noah, come on up here, buddy. Matthew, you can join him on this side. I looked at a picture of this guy. And I watched this one. I'm coming for you two on a list of your games. I saw this. They say white people can't jump. You ain't seen these two. <laughs> watched him arm extended high in there. You know what that shows me? This, this guy, you want entertainment. You need to come see this guy play. He gives it his all. I watched one game just recently, and when he called for the first foul to come out, he didn't come out. Somebody told me, Matthew's sick. But, buddy, when he hit the floor sick or not, he gave it 100%. Did he not? He gave it his all. With, if they can do it for a basketball, I see these two doing it for God. Come here, timid. You want a good example of a meek and quiet spirit? Here she is. With her, it's all about the shoes. <laughs> Michael Jordan ain't the first one. I look over at the bench. Now, Faith, come on. Come on on this side. Bonnie, come on up. All three of these girls play on the same team for Faith Christian. This one right here. We high-five each other at the game. Y'all think she's timid. She ain't as timid as y'all think. This is timid right here. This is Mrs. Timid. This right here do it, is do it for Uncle Gene, right? <laughs> this girl has some fight in her. I watched her in one game. Some girl was tall as, as you was trying to check her. And she had her hand doing like that, and I looked at Faith, and she, she stick that hand. I said, she ain't going to keep putting that hand over the You know what that shows me? This girl's got fight. We got to have some people that are not just timid. We need your meek and quiet spirit, but we need some people that got some fight that when the devil comes in, they will fight against him. This is a scrapper. Don't play basketball with her. She will knock you down you get in her way. When they say block out, she will block you out. Sam, come on, dog. Come here, buddy. You go over with the timid, Caitlin. Yeah, I know you timid. <laughs> She's quiet and timid, too. Except if I asked Alicia and Ken, and they might tell me a little different at home. But 
You know what I notice about these two characters? They love to be loved. This one, you can't wear a real tree and not be a honor. So you are double blessed. You get the double portion tonight. All the little, all the Jason, all y'all, Thomas, all y'all get they got camouflaged on. You get the double portion. But but these right here got lovable character about them. This one I notice wants to be noticed. <laughs> Can I tell you who you are? You know who used to want to be noticed and still really does? <laughs> this is what you're going to be. Look at your future. Say, oh, God. <laughs> Come on up here, darling. You tell me this ain't a sweet, sweet, sweet looking girl. Awesome Austin, get your hand in over here. What are you hiding in the corner for? Awesome Austin, I want to see him play soccer. When I went to the, my first game, I'm going to jump back and forth. When I went to my first game, to watch Ryan play, I didn't know the girls were going to play. And I watched him play, and I, he'd get to the foul line. I said, do it for Uncle Gene. Well, that was all right with Ryan. But when Matthew got up there, one of them, one of the girls in the crowd said, you his uncle too? I said, I'm everybody's uncle. I'm even your uncle. <laughs> you know what they call me now? Uncle Gene. If I miss a game, they're yelling in the crowd. Do it for Uncle Gene. Am I right? This one asked me, and I didn't even think she loved me. She said, you coming to our games Thursday? That was on a Monday. They want us to consider the fragments. He's telling them, you've got something on your boat that will get you through your storms. These are the fragments. Now, Charlie, come up here with your beautiful fiancé. When I first met this young man, come up here, sure. When I... I'll use you next. When I, when I first met this young man, you just come on up here. Stand beside your man. Stand by your man. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit of country for you. I do know one song. But when I first met him, he was at the camp. He was standing at the back board. And all of a sudden, I... Jason told me he went to Stan River. I watched a little man back there at the sound, and they had it in the back in the middle of the floor of the campground. And I went up to this young man here. He was 14 years old. He told you this morning about getting saved. It was Jan June the 24th, if I'm right, mm -hmm. eight years ago. And I met him, and I talked to him about Asking him to come here to church uh, where he went to church. And he said, nowhere. And I said, why don't you come to our church? 
That Sunday morning after that camp, this young man came to church. His mother went and dropped him off. We took him home. This son went on back and forth for a few years, from the one moving from Stanton River to Montvale. Still bringing him back. When he went to Lynchburg, your pastor now took up the mantle and kept considering the fragments. Eight years later, how many of you ate for his lunch this morning? Which, now, let me show you why when he broke it and he blessed it, we started, multiplication comes from when after he blessed it and broke it. Now, one is going to become two. And two will get to be three. Three get to be four. Y'all want me to keep on counting? How many children did Charlie have? <laughs> Remember Father Abraham, Father Charlie? How <laughs> many sons? How many sons did, did Charlie and the mighty self? <laughs> the blessing came from considering the fragments. This church was set up for explosion and wind got in the boat. Ashley, come on up. Joy, come on up. Pretty soon I'll have all of y'all. Eight years ago, what was Ashley doing? Eight years ago, I can tell you what this one was doing. Come here, Joy. I want to talk on you a little bit. You got to get, come here, Sue. Eight years ago, this girl was hitting me. She would hit me and run. I'd chase her. Finally, one time I told her. I mean, I would have walked by, she just hit me. I, I didn't, I know it was a love tap. But love hurts. How I many you know that? This girl can punch hard, can't you, Randy? I guarantee if I had Joshua, I'd have a witness. I told her, I said, every time you hit me, I'm going to chase you down and kiss you. She stopped hitting me. <laughs> Am I right that you're working? For the International Children's Church Minister, Minister Kathy Creasy. How many people are eating from her lunch? How many of you got an IOU card? I want you to fill out on that. You thank you, you. I want you to fill out on that. How much it costs for you to take your family out to eat? Hey, 
If you need an ink pen, let me know, and I'll get an usher to get you a pen real fast. We got all kinds of young ushers. I just seen them up here. They just don't know the usher and it's in their future. Remember, the answer to their storm was in the test that they had before. The test that they had before is what do we got to do that we don't perish? Remember the question on the test. And the answer, Jesus said, is in that little boy's lunch. That's to remind you of our youth and our children. And the answer to the test, thank you. Oh, don't pick them up too fast. I don't, oh, it's too fast. Hold, hold these notes back wherever you got them. Not just yet. Thank you, Noah. I won't get you. Run them back wherever they come from because I won't get y'all to pick them up in just a minute. Now I want you to put your name on it. You don't have to put this note in here if you don't want. And I want to ask you, would you be willing to get paid for a lad's lunch? How much is the bread of life worth to you? We're talking about better than filet. The words that I heard this morning from Charlie was better than any steak that I've ate. And then I want you to write on it, children's ministry or youth ministry. Don't sign it just yet. If you have, but if you're willing to give that within the next month, not in the month of December, because I know you bought me all your, you spent all your money on me for Christmas presents. And December's a hard month for a lot of people. But maybe next month that you're willing to give a meal to, to the youth ministry or the children's ministry, now I know it's your turn. Come here, brother. Get your offering plate. This is your basket. I want to see how many fragments you can pick up. <laughs> and I've got one more down there. Y'all got y'all can thank Blockbuster for your offering plate tonight. It's a popcorn bowl. We got, I don't know how many years we've had that thing. It was probably 15 or 20. But if you're willing to try to do this for our children to help our children's ministry, to help our ministry. When, while they're doing that, when the children finished their program last week, Sherry made a statement for me. She whispered in my ear, she said, it takes money to do that. I said, it don't only take money, and it does take money, but it takes a lot of Ashley and a lot of volunteers. Sister Denise let a cat out of the bag. She told me about how selfless Ashley Stevens is in our youth. I'm sorry, Ashley, I didn't get you up here, but where were you eight years ago? In love with me, most probably, but... Now, would you take them and give them to Sister Alicia and Sister Ashley, and they can sort them out between each one? 
And by the way, I, I still got a right mind to put in there. I got one to each of you. We want to consider the prayer. We don't want them to be blessed but not counted. We want them to know we count them. They are valuable to us. Our lifeline depends on this. I want to close with this. Is my baby doll where I can hold her? I see eyeballs, I believe, that might be able to. We went on vacation week before last. And while we was on vacation, this girl had hiccups like a man. <laughs> Am I right? I mean, you are adorable. <laughs> <laughs> she had had hiccups. You got that phone, get a picture of this, man. This is what you want to take pictures of. <laughs> but she was hiccup and jerking her body, wasn't it? And it was out loud. You could hear one baby hiccups too. And she was trying to sleep and couldn't sleep for the hiccups. So I took and I took her in our bedroom that Sherry and I had. And I began to pray for her. And I prayed for God to help little Jocelyn. And the Holy Ghost come down on me while I was praying. And all of a sudden, I'm just speaking in tongues. And I was, I was volunteered to watch her. So Jonathan and uh, I told Jonathan and uh, Sadie to go out and on a date like they did before they even got married. Who knows, I might have a grandson come. But, but I, I, I just love children. I've always loved children. When I was in revivals, I gave out yard-long candy bars. Not because them old people would come, because I knew if I gave it out to the children, they'd get all their grandparents and their parents to come in. You don't know how many people got saved because some child wanted to win a yard-long candy bar. A child brought them. A child led them. I got to praying, and I felt myself go in behind the veil. I knew I was in the presence of a living God. I had made intercession. The Holy Ghost had made intercession for me with groanings, which could not uh, When I'd done that, this baby had went off to sleep. And I remembered they brought the little children to Jesus. They wanted God to bless their child. And I knew I was in his presence. And I asked Jesus, I said, Jesus, take little Jocelyn into your hands. Bless my seed. When she gets older, my blessing will be watching her walk in the path of Christ. That's my blessing, ain't it, Susan? When you see your seed up here singing like Reese did, when you see your seed inviting somebody or praying for somebody in the altar or up here singing like Faith did, when you see your seed, that's when you're going to be blessed. When? When they're working for God. When you're getting a portion of a lad's lunch.
I know I've been long-winded. We most probably won't be able to preach no more, sir, because we better enjoy this road trip while we can, because it just got cut short. <laughs> you so sorry. Thank you for your IOU. I didn't tell you this, but if you want to add a tip, put a tip on there too. <laughs> Would you stand? Fathers, we come to you tonight. We're so thankful for our children. We're thankful for our youth leaders. We thank pastors. We thank you for our children's pastors. We're thankful for every volunteer that tried to help in any way, shape, or form. We're thankful for the financial support that we receive. We ask you, Lord God, to bless this tonight. Bless this message tonight. Bless a last lunch, God. Lord, raise up out of these young people, Sunday school teachers. Raise up preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, evangelists, missionaries, Lord God. Raise up soul winners, Lord God. Raise up people that are singing ministry of the songs to us, Lord God. We might not recognize your form, but we will recognize your voice, and we will gladly embrace you into our boat. Thank you, Jesus. We will remember the fragments in Jesus' name. Thank you for blessing our children. Amen. You're just